This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. Number one thing I discovered from the Bible uh, this Thanksgiving Sunday, and that God works a lot by divide. Let us pray. Eternal Father, we thank you. We are grateful for your word is true. You are the one who from the beginning says that your word will not go out and return void, but we do that which is ascent to do. Let your word do its work today. Do marvelous thing in this room. Let fire be kindled on the inside of each and every one of us in the name of Jesus. Fill us anew from above. Glorify Jesus, Holy Spirit. Have your way here, Lord. In Jesus' marvelous name we pray. I was talking to you that there are a few, few things I discovered from the Bible, and a fairly new one I discovered is that God walks by what I call divides. In actual fact, He started the whole world by dividing the darkness from the light. Did you see that in your own Bible? In Genesis chapter 1, verse 4. Genesis chapter 1, verse 4. So are they helping me upstairs? I need Bible verses quickly. And God saw the light that it was good. And God what? Divided the light from the... So God used that principle of dividing throughout the scripture. Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 26. He divided blessings and curses. That's why today you have been separated from curses and been launched into blessing in the name of Jesus. He divided heaven and hell. In Luke chapter 16, verse 26, he was talking of some, he said there's a great gulf, story of Lazarus and the rich man. He said there's a great gulf between you and I, and there cannot be so. There's a division between that, and God uses dividers like that to separate people. In Matthew 25, verses 31 to 46, Matthew 25, he divided the sheep from the goats. And on and on like that. Deuteronomy 13 and 19. Life and death he divided. But out of these many, many devices that are found in the scripture, many of them that we are conscious of and we try to do, be on the right side of the divide. There's all that one divide that I suddenly saw not very long ago. And I want to share that with you. And possibly that is more important than all these other ones because all these other ones can be found in that divide. In Romans chapter 1, verse 21, and I read verse 28 with you. Number 1, verse 21, Romans 1. Because although they knew not God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. And then he went to verse 28, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not Fitting. So God divided people into two groups. And what was the dividing thing that used to divide them? Let's do a Bible study quickly. Verse 21 again. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's see what we discover. I read again. Because although they knew God and they did not glorify him as God, and, not, and were not thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened, then God gave them over to the base mind, verse 28, to do things which are not fitting. What is the dividing line between those God gave up and said, be on the other side, I don't have anything to do with you. And those that are on his side that said, I will bless you, you will perpetually be mine. What's the dividing line? What divided them? Thankfulness. Thankfulness. And so I said, really, Lord? He said, yeah. 
He says nothing more than that. And natural fact, many are missing out on what God has got for them. Many will not go to heaven, get to heaven. You know what thing? Because they are not thankful. The problem with thankfulness is that it mushrooms into other things. It filters to other things. The same thing with ingratitude. An ungrateful person has got what I call a co-character. In a co-character is you know, something that goes to the character. For instance, when I was growing up, he used to say, a person that lies a lot will steal. Did they say that where you grew up as well? Yeah, so it's a core character. So if you, if you see a person lying, 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 watch carefully. Eventually, they will steal. They will either steal somebody else's wife or steal money or steal car or steal job or steal CV. They will steal. They will steal a job they are not qualified for. They will steal. It's a core character. Now, I also found out that a core character for thankfulness is humility. More often than not. And no one will enter into that kingdom of God without that key character. And of course, a core character for unthankfulness is what? Pride. And in fact, that's the dividing line between Satan and angels. Angels, they stuck to the side of thanksgiving and praise. And they never left. Satan woke up one day and said, God, I'm not going to be thankful anymore. You know what I will do? I will make myself God. Let you not be thankful, but let me be praised. And immediately was separated. Now, a simple topic like thanksgiving, and we are bringing in fearful things out of them. Also, we are bringing in beautiful things out of them. That means if you have been thanking God, you are positioned and ready for an uncommon blessing. Isn't that sweet? I saw some of you dancing remotely when I was watching on the telly this morning. I was on the, on the live feed this morning. I said, thank you, Lord. These ones are ready to be blessed. I saw you when Dave was making you to groove to it. I said, Lord, this is what I'm looking for. A people who are thankful. A people who are ready on the side of the Lord. I beg of you, that divide, I call it the great divide. What to title it? And it's a great divide. One day, God will separate the thankful from the unthankful. If you are on the right side of the thankful, don't change. Don't let circumstances change you. In fact, the devil is aligned those circumstances to be there so that he can move you from the group of the thankful to the unthankful and from being in the group of the unthankful to move the person to hellfire. Because every opposition of Satan has only one thing. It's so that that soul will be perpetually separated from God by going to hell. And so something as simple as that. And every time that you are pressed hard and you remain thankful, God is smiling in heaven. And you say, well, that was what Job did. That's what settled Job. He remain perpetually thankful. You will be thankful. And perpetually you will be thankful in the name of Jesus. And I also believe that is one thing. I don't think thankfulness itself is so much of the dream but the being. That is, a person can have a nature that is called a thankful nature. I've seen a few like that. I've seen a few friends like that. Some of them in ministry, some of them out of ministry. And my wife and I, we used to compare notes. And we used that to build our own self up. There are some people, you will give them just a little pack of cufflinks. And two days on, they are still sending tests to thank you. Some, you will practically empty your house. Give everything. They won't even form back to say, we got, I mean, we, I'm sorry. I, I hope nobody will pick this. I mean, it's, it's something very practical that my wife and I, we really beat ourselves. I mean, sometimes we pack things and pack things and say, whoever. 
won't, I won't say the, well, you probably guess that. It's going to be the man now because only men come around to minister. I say, sir, take this one. But when you get to give this one to child A, give this one to, give this one also to madam. Madam means wife. Colloquially, those that don't know how they say, oh, give this back to pastor, missus, or whatever you say. And they will take or give it to mommy or whatever. You won't even, and these are choice things. That maybe she bought for herself that she doesn't say not to you. I say, let me sew it. Probably bought on holiday, expensive things. And you don't even get a phone call back. Ah, thank you. You send that thing. What I'm simply saying is that we then came to the conclusion that the difference between the two sets of people is not because one has not been taught to be thankful, but more importantly, some have not been made or have not made themselves to be thankful. Thankfulness and gratitude hooses out of people that have it. You know what the Lord is telling me? You can change your nature today. Because that's what the kingdom is about. You are getting quiet on me. Maybe you have not been very thankful yourself because I'm going to put fingers on this. You are looking very, very worried. You are looking very, very worried. You are looking really, I can, I can read it. You are concerned. But I've come with a message of hope for you. You got what I'm saying? If you don't have it, you will get it today. Uh, well, that is the best I can do. You are concerned. You don't seem to have it the way we are talking about it. But I'm saying that if you don't have it, you will get it today. After all, one day, you are mad in your sins and iniquity, but Jesus came and saved you. And you are who you are now. You see, working and continue to work. So that's that great divide there. So very briefly, so that you can have something to chew over when you leave, and then we start praying and hopefully minister if the Lord will allow us. How do we know that a person has got this nature of thankfulness? And if he hasn't, that he or she, we need to start asking God to give him or her that thankfulness. Because if God is going to do a new thing, he will do it from the foundation. Because that thankfulness will go beyond just the ordinary. It will be something that will become the person's nature. Just as that divide was there in Luke chapter 17. And Jesus divided them into two groups. One, both of them, they were, or the two sets were healed by Jesus, remember? And as they were going, he said, were ten not healed? Where are the and the divided immediately? And the one that thought they say, You go and be made whole. We don't know the full meaning of that being made whole. Maybe God added something unto him again. So here we are today. That we are all craving and crying. That's my heart desire. That we shall imbibe this nature of thankfulness, which will open doors of blessing unto us. And so it's not just so much about the doing, but about the being. And the doing is the evidence of the, oh, you are following me. You're preaching it. Come on, preach it. The doing is the evidence of, and people, they go around with the cliches. And I've, I've mentioned that to you many times, folks. Always scrutinize cliches that are going outside there. Not everything is really biblical. And people will say, oh, God does not want us to, when they're talking about being born again, they say it's not so much about you doing, yes, I know what they're talking about. It's not about you walking yourself. He says it's just being. That's why God called a human being. Well, it sounds good. But the only evidence that you are is by what you do. One guy joined us in the university. We didn't know he didn't get admission. He didn't have articulation number and we decided to just hang around us for five years and then it will come out and become a quack. And then all he needs to do is to just, if anybody is challenging him, I say, what, what do you mean? I was in the same class with Ben Leda. What are you talking about? And that's all. That's all. You don't need to show any certificate. And somebody just rings me. I say, hello, hello. I say, how, how are you doing? Uh, Solomon rings me. I say, there's this guy here. He asked me to call you. He said he was in your cell. Oh, of course he was in my cell. He was sitting three pews away, three desks away from me. That was what the qualification 
He wanted to do without being. And the problem is that he may try to do without being, but we do wrong. Thank God they fished him out. So one of the exams, somebody just noticed that this guy still does it after. Thank God the class wasn't too big, just about 270 in those days. Yeah. Wow. And the facilities were there. No, no stretch at all. You know, uh, both the dental and the medical. And, I, and the right of the board, somebody said, this guy was not there. And so a little bit of gossip here and there or whatever. So they told the, the, the college registrar and then they invited him for interview. Of course, he packed his load from the room and left. And since then, we, we still talk about it years on. That was a guy who wanted to be doing without being. He would do wrong. But also, we needed to see his doing so that we can know he's truly is. So how do I know that actually I've got this gift of thanksgiving or God has rewired me that I'm a thankful person because my future and eternity depends on being thankful. And you know what? This house shall be a house of thanksgiving in the name of Jesus Christ. There are people we wonder, how are you people doing it? That you are always giving thanks to God. Number one, how you can function at that level. Practice thanksgiving with people around you. I've mentioned that, and I'll move on quickly. Practice it with people around you. When somebody opens the door for you, you see, 1 John chapter 4, verse 20, cuts across. 1 John chapter 4, verse 20, cuts across most things in the Bible. He said, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a... Uh, if for he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he... Don't let everybody tell you a story. I love God, I love God, I love God. I don't mean, I just, it's just me and my God alone. Well, we will know if it's you and your God by the way you behave to us. We will know. We will check it out. I leave holy hands unto God, but we know. You, you, you don't like people. You, you go around, the person goes around doing all sorts of things. So, it is the same principle. How can a person say, I'm thankful to God, if he's not thankful unto his wife? If she's beating herself, ragged and working so hard and all she gets is what type of food is this? If all she gets is that yesterday we had vegetable soup and we have vegetable again today say thank you first. All the men, they are silent as anything. I know most of the women are grinning. I visited women too. Be thankful. Practice it at home. When your child gives you a cup of water, practice it. Life is about practice. Those who have developed bad habits in time past before, you started with the first step you took into bad habits. Maybe smoking, maybe drinking, maybe whatever it is, any bad habit. You start practice thanksgiving. Hallelujah. And now you are telling me my time is up. I'm not leaving. <laughs> that's not the type of new beginning I'm talking about. Because that's new. Hallelujah. Number two. What's the first one? Number two. Make it a habit to think over some things you normally take for granted and give thanks for them. What did I say? Make it a habit to think. I'm not saying when we come to church on Sunday. Not on Wednesday. Not in house fellowship. Make it a regular habit. Part of that regular habit that I have is because of some of the things that I've seen in my life. I've seen people who, for some reason, they have difficulty in walking, some difficulty in doing the normal thing that you do, you know, when you go to the bathroom easily, whichever way. And I, I just sometimes when all those things occur, and I walk and I do all those things, I just say, Lord, I thank you I can do this thing freely. I can walk freely. I can raise my hand. It starts from there. 
It doesn't diminish you at all. And before you know it, you are, you are thanking God for every little thing. You are thanking God that you can eat. And you used to talk, tell, you know, tell us about the story of a very rich man had to be fed by tube. And you te- tell all the best food in the world he couldn't eat. Oh, we're not using that to make fun of him. Or it's with a pain in our heart that he was eating that, or he was in that situation. And, but we're also thanking God that we are not. There's nothing more to eat more than that. Number three, because of our time very quickly, delight in the promises of God and give thanks for them. You know, many at times in, in John chapter 20, 29, John 20, 29, he said, blessed is he who believe without sin. Many at times we've not developed the attitude or we just receive a word of prophecy, we grab it as if it's, it's, it's already in your hand. A person will not go beyond how much he can believe what God has said to him. A brother came to testify here today in New Beginning. People testifying everywhere and we are excited. Don't let that excitement die. Give wake up every day. You may see nothing. You say, Lord, I thank you. You remember me. You said this thing is going to change. Lord, I thank you. The kingdom of the world says sin is believing. The kingdom of heaven says believing is sin. And God does not operate by the rules of this world. And believe you me, I wish I can change it. But God doesn't change his law for anyone. The same rule that applied unto the centurion in Matthew chapter 8 is the same law that is applied to you. It's the same law that's applied to, to, um, to uh, that apply to, th- what do you call his name now? Um, Thomas. It's the same law everywhere. Hallelujah. And encourage your children to do, you know, children do this a lot. That's what I wrote. The children do this a lot. When you promise them something, they start thanking you and rejoicing. Number four, very quickly, speak boldly of what God has done for you. Tell your neighbor, your colleagues, it hastens miracles. Speak boldly of what God has done for you. Tell everybody. Second Chronicles 16 verse 9. He said, the eyes of the Lord runs to and fro the whole earth. I've never seen an inveterate giver of thanks that God does not bless. And I mean genuinely from the bottom of their hearts. It's the standard rule. So please speak boldly of what God, God has done. Stand up here. The man in Mark chapter 5, God, why, the reason why God sought him, Jesus sought him out to heal him is God because Jesus knew the man would testify. You read it in your Bible, didn't you? Mark 5, 19 and 20. Let's read that on the screen and I'll give you one more point and we'll take three prayer points and go. However, Jesus did not permit him but said to him, go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has compassion on you. Straightforward. I'm not, don't follow me. I know I healed you not to follow me. Peter can follow me. I don't want to make a teacher out of you. I just want to be a testifier. And he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis all that Jesus had done for him and all marvel. That's his job. Do you know God is looking for someone who he will use your testimony to bless any? Do you know the removal of that thing? God, yes, the moment God knows that you are ready to testify genuinely, not just testify in a safe environment. This is a safe environment. A man went to go around Decapolis, 10 cities. You've been knocking on, on familiar places. It's easy to testify on Sunday and thank God for that. But will you testify on, Sunday, on Monday at work? Will you at break time just tell your colleague and say, you know what, yesterday, I mean, I, I spoke in our church that God did this, did this in my family. You are, you are standing very strange today. That's the kind of testimony God is looking for. Knocking on the door of your neighbor. Maybe that blessing we waited for years and the blessing has come. And, they are now saying, and you are now saying it's because of the hospital. You didn't remember God. They start asking you, how did, how did everything got on the right? Well, we say we have for this special, we went for this special treatment in Germany. Really? You think that's how it got done? 
Or maybe suddenly we find out that the financial situation that we are in, God turned it around. And you say, well, I came across this website that were teaching me. You didn't mention God to your neighbor. It doesn't work like that. Hallelujah. If you testify, it will do mighty things. Number five, teach others to give thanks. And that's a very strange one that I believe the Lord gave me. Actually, you really know who you are until you begin to pass it to others. If I testify, if a person that is full of thanksgiving until you start teaching your children, teaching your neighbor, people start taking after you. After all, that's why God singled out Papa Abraham in Genesis 18, 19. That's why he singled him out. He said because he will command his family too and his children and his household that they will keep the word of the law. And 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, the things that you have heard passed on unto others. Very, very important. Hallelujah. We will rise up and make some prophetic declaration. Amen? Amen. 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 Because today you are taking on the nature of an inveterate giver of thanks. And your life will never remain the same. We, look, first, first thing first, don't let me deceive you. This issue of thanksgiving will be the foundation for what God will do. So as you are getting ready now to make this prophetic declaration over your life and collectively, the most important thing I want you, brothers and sisters, to do is to settle into your heart that going forward, you will give thanks unto the Lord. And we're not saying it because it's just Thanksgiving Sunday, but because it's a prerequisite for where God is taking us. Hallelujah. Three prophetic declaration quickly. The first we will take quickly. The last one will also pray, but maybe lay more emphasis on it. The first one you will declare. I will first read it for you. It's, I'm born, I am not born to struggle without fruit, but called and chosen to possess the land for Jesus. It's crafted. And there are many things in it. I am not born to struggle without fruit. That did not preclude moments of hard work. But there must be fruit. But you have been called and chosen. You are not just an accident. And the purpose for that is that you may possess the land. Possessing the land is the ultimate. Possessing the land simply means you will prosper. Through you people will prosper. And through you, the name of Jesus will be made known. Part of the new thing the Lord is doing is that we must be God-word now. Everything must be about the glory of God. So in a moment, I won't go by the second one like that, but we will, discuss, we will proclaim this one together as we normally do the confessional manner. And you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare I am not born to struggle without fruit. But I've been called and chosen to possess the land for Jesus. Lift up your voices and pray. Pray with all your heart. It's a declaration that we take hold of you. It's a declaration that we hook you. And God will use it to do wonderful and mighty things in your life. Hallelujah. Let your word penetrate, O oh God. Let it penetrate to every realm of existence as we are declaring it. I stand in your name, Lord, and I, Chris Bailey. I have not been born for the purpose of struggling without fruit. You have spoken unto me. You have said that you have not chosen. I have not chosen, but you have chosen me that I may go forth and bear fruit, and my fruit may abide. Lord, you have called me so that my testimony, my life, we possess the land for you. That my neighbors and my workmates and all our friends, oh Lord, they will know there is a mighty God in Israel. 
Every struggle shall cease in my life. Fruitless struggle will cease. You have been struggling. You have been struggling. Lord say, and then not your struggling has come. You will struggle for nothing no more. But you will step into what the Lord has prepared for you. Thank you, Father Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Let your amen be loud and clear. I pray this morning, as I normally do, and when I was sitting down coming here, I heard the voice of the Lord say, Son, every word you have spoken to me this morning, I've heard you. And then number two, I sense him saying that you may have forgotten, but I won't forget. So be careful as you are praying now. God is taking note. You are not praying for me, you are praying for yourself. And the Bible says, Unto him that answereth prayer shall all flesh. So we have turned unto him today. And he will hear you. You will declare the second one. And you say, Father, I declare in your name that praise shall never cease from my mouth, nor gratitude from my heart. We take it one more time. I say, Father, I declare in your name that praise shall never cease from my mouth, nor gratitude from my heart, in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voices and pray that right now. Declare it boldly and confidently. Praise shall never cease from my mouth. No gratitude from my heart. You will have reason to be grateful. Reason upon reason. You have basic reason. You have secondary reason. You have tertiary reason. One day after another. Reason upon reason. As we sing the song, I have a reason to praise the Lord. I have a reason to praise the Lord. You will wake up. It will be staring you in the face. Reason why you have to praise Him. Because God will do marvelous things in your life. And your eyes will behold them. You will not scratch the bottom of the pot before you praise God. You will not seek so far before you praise God. You have committed unto praise. You have committed unto thanksgiving. And the Lord will give you evidence. The madman of Gadara had reason to praise God. Jesus did not prod him. Jesus did not force him. Jesus, our Lord, did not hold a special class for him. He said, what God has done, just go and tell it. And the man was effortlessly using our praise unto God, declaring it. You are going to have your own reason. I am going to have my own reason over my life, over my wife, over my children, over my children in the Lord. All of us together, plenty of reason to thank the Lord. No more sorrow. No more sorrow in the name of Jesus. But Lord, we are committed that we shall praise you all every day of our lives. Thank you, Father Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let your amen be very sound and healthy. You are a healthy person. Your amen shall stay healthy. You are not a sick person. Your amen shall never be sick. There are many sick amens, hallelujah, outside there. Give a healthy hallelujah right now. And the heaven says, I'm hearing yours. Let Jehovah be praised. And in our life, Jehovah shall be praised in Jesus' name. Acts chapter 4, verses 15 and 16. Put it on the screen for us. And we close with that one. And in the Lord, thank you, Father. Acts chapter 4, verses 15 and 16. And we just prayed that prayer. But when they had commanded them to go aside, out of the council, they conferred among them. They said, stay there, sir. Stay there, sir. Stay there, sir. Oh, ma. But when they had commanded them, the back, do, do we know that story? The apostles, they were preaching, okay? And then they preached in such a way that uh, the, 
Leaders, religious leaders, they got jealous of them. So they took them 